Hey, this is Justin from Broken Love, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. I was doing a little bit of background on you. I know that you said about a year ago, actually, yeah, almost a year ago from now, you were actually touring Ottawa for the first time. And you had some friends there at Carlton. And I thought it's a great time to bring up some props. So uh, shameless plug, <laughs> Carlton. Hey, awesome, man. You can add me now to your list of friends. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and as much as this is worth, I'm just going to toss this on the bed. Because that's about as much as it's worth right now in a pandemic. <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, I mean... As good as anybody else is probably doing right now, you know, just getting by, trying to do what I can do, uh, control the things that I can control. How are you? I mean, I'm I'm doing okay. I think your background makes it look like you're way more productive than I am because at any (laughs) point I could just take a nap here where you look like you're ready to go with music. So when people see this interview, they're like, Tobin, Tobin's ready to hit the hay and this guy's ready to jam out, which it's kind of, kind of coincides here because you do have an album coming out. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, we have an EP that we're working on that, you know, I don't don't really know exactly like the finite sort of dates or whatever and what's going to happen. I mean, we've yet to record anything and we're probably going to do something in maybe the next two months, three months around spring, maybe. I mean, maybe late March is at the earliest. Just trying to stay relevant, I guess, stay on top of things. Like I said before, like controlling the things that we can control. Obviously, we can't play shows. All we could really do as a band is release music. Of course, there's a disconnect because me and my band don't live in the same city. So we have to do it all like this on Zoom and record remotely, which of course today, again, like we've seen that it's possible to do that. And uh, with modern technology, it shouldn't be too hard to pull off. But yeah, just writing songs, man. Just trying to come up with some new tunes. Tell me a little bit about, I guess, how you became interested in music. Because, like, I've gone through some iTunes tracks, listened to some of the samples that you have. And in my mind now, I hope this is no offense to you, because I'm, like, a big kind of wrestling fan and, like, hockey fan. But when I listen to some of this music, I'm like, man, if you put this on a montage for, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs, or if you put this on, like, a WrestleMania soundtrack and had that out there, like, people would be surprised if they're, like, oh, geez, that's, that's Broken Love, never heard of them, but now I kind of want to go download their music. Like, that's kind of how we get interested in music these days. I watch Hudson and Rex. It's like mm-hmm. a, a show down here in Newfoundland. And I'll listen to some of the soundtracks. I'm like, geez, okay, you do the research. It's like a band from Winnipeg. You're like, mind blown. That was, yeah. that was here? Like, whoa, that sounds like that should be like LA, New York. Yeah, yeah. We get a lot of, a lot of my friends say the same stuff because they're all like, you know, I mean, I'm not really a big sports guy, but... All my buddy. I mean, of course, I grew up playing hockey. I feel like yeah. that's just the right of way of any young Canadian boy. But um, all my buds play hockey and are into sports and all that kind of stuff. They always say the same thing. They're like, dude, if you got your music in like an NHL game or something like that. It would just work so well. And, uh, you know, it'd be awesome if we could pull it off. I'm not <laughs> sure how we do it, but it'd be sick. I know what was actually cool is when they were in the playoffs last year, um, when playoff hockey was going on. I was watching... I don't remember what team it was, to be honest with you, but I was watching a game and my song came on in the arena um, when they wow. were playing. And that blew me away because I was like, holy, is that like from us? Like, did we do that? And I learned that I guess every team has like their own playlist or something that they have their guy, like their DJ play when they're playing. 
Yeah. And I guess some dude liked the song, which is awesome. It seemed awfully fitting. But yeah, I mean, I feel you. And also, it would be awesome to get into a wrestling game. Like, like when I was growing up, I played, I, for, I loved WWE and all that stuff growing up. And I was obsessed with it. And I had all the video games. And I found a lot of really cool bands through like ECW and WWE and all that kind of stuff. And because the soundtracks were killer. Like, I think I, I found Alice in Chains because I think Man in the Box was like CM Punk's like walking yeah. song back in the day. And I was like eight years old and I just used to listen to wrestlers like intro music. And um, that's why I found Motorhead because of, uh, you know, the game with Triple H, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it'd be cool, man. It would be really, really cool. I'm not sure how we pull it off. I like how you brought up the wrestling games because so like during quarantine now, I've gotten into like playing like old PlayStation games. So I'll bring out like the Here Comes the Pain and watch people stream it and i'm like geez these guys are doing well but it's like you hear them make fun of the soundtracks like not in a mean way but like big train coming down and i'm like (laughs) when someone someone said that in a radio they're like i don't know the band but i know where i heard it the first time in a wwe game it's like jimmy eats world i heard that in an nhl 2002 game but it's like are you listening and i'm like yeah i am and now i want to go download that song so Yeah, like these are ways to get the songs out there or like market. But I do enjoy the fact that uh, it's a very honest response. You hear your song in in an NHL arena in a playoff game. You're like, that is that us? Like, does that sound like us? I I think that's us. (laughs) I was shocked, man. I like emailed. I took a video of like I like click put on my phone. I'm like, (laughs) you know, I gotta get a video of this. And I sent it off to my team. I was like, is that us? Did we like did we put that there? Like, did somebody in the NHL just like catch on and? I was freaking out because I didn't expect like anybody of, you know, some status to like actually like this band, let alone have it played during playoff hockey, which was really cool. Again, doing a little bit of research on you. I know like you were a big fan of Kiss, Soundgarden. I read like kind of Kiss kind of got you sort of into music and you got your first guitar at 11. I'm just curious as a Halloween costume, because it would be a bad idea if you never did. But did you ever go out like as a Kiss member on Halloween and was like, I am going to practice my vocals instead of saying like, you know, trick or treat. I'm going to be like, trick or treat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because I think like, I mean, obviously I'm too old to dress up now or I mean, (laughs) never too old to dress up. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess like (laughs) I just haven't gone to, there was no Halloween parties, you know, in October. So um, I had dressed up as Paul Stanley every year since I was like, I think from like nine years old to like 20, I think I was Paul Stanley every single year for Halloween. <laughs> I do the makeup, I get the clown white, you know, and I make my own costume. I have boots. I'd like cut out like mesh stuff and get like yeah. studded bracelets and all that kind of stuff. I have a bunch of pictures. It's it's pretty, I dye my hair like purple because back in the, um, in the early days, he had like the purple aura around his head, yeah. you know? So I, I used to do all that for sure. And with the red lipstick and everything. Is that like when you're, cause it's kind of interesting to me, like how, how old are you? I'm 23 now. A 23. So yeah, like I'm 28 and like kiss to me was only introduced cause I had a friend that's dad would play it. And like, we're playing with wrestlers and rather than sting have his own music, he would play kiss for stings theme. And there's always a part of me, even to this day where I'm like, that's kind of fucked up, man. Like, sting has his own music. <laughs> Why are we listening to kiss? And like, okay. But, but then like, that's how I kind of got into it. You get, as you get older, you start appreciating bands that maybe you didn't. Like I was always kind of pop rap, but I do have appreciation for these bands that paved the way. Who really got you into Kiss? Cause 23, like- By the way, as we're talking right now, this is like right beside me. 
all oh, the wow. time. <laughs> Is that you? No. No, I got, I got this in, in 2014, 2015. An artist painted it and uh, I bought it. Oh, cool. It's actually, I mean, it's a blank vinyl. It doesn't actually work, <laughs> but that's literally sitting beside me at all times. I love Kiss. I got into it because of my uncle. He's a huge Kiss fan. And uh, growing up, that was his favorite band. When I was young, he kind of took me under his wing and showed me. I mean, he's the reason I got into rock and roll because he he was a great guitar player, played in a bunch of bands growing up. Just in the Toronto scene, like he was really involved in like the 90s, like kind of alternative grunge thing. Like he used to play with Our Lady Peace and Tragically Hip and all those guys, which was really oh, wow. cool. He just showed me all that music when I was really, really young. And Kiss in particular, because like being like seven, eight years old, looking at dudes like that, who look like superheroes, you yeah. know, and, and seeing like the, the theatrics, like, like, you know, Gene spitting fire and blood and, and Ace shooting rockets out of his guitar and all that kind of stuff. It was like the rock and roll circus. I thought it was the coolest thing. And obviously like underneath all of that, the songs to me were like pretty bitching. <laughs> you know, I loved the tunes. I thought it was, I thought that was real music. And it made me feel cool because all my friends at the time were into like what was popular, like I remember at the time everybody was listening like 50 Cent and like Eminem and and the more like hip hop stuff and obviously the pop stuff because at the time I'm pretty sure I don't know it was, I think it was like before Hannah Montana and like Justin Bieber okay. and like whatever yeah. all that stuff but I do remember a lot of a lot of like 50 Cent at the time it was like right around like Get Rich or Die Try and like came out okay and uh, I just loved the fact that I was the only one that was into this music and it, it just it, it's been a profound influence on me because you know, being the first band that I gravitated towards, it was like Ace Frehley is the reason I wanted to play guitar. And like Paul Stanley was the reason I wanted to sing. And uh, I thought Gene was like the baddest motherfucker okay. <laughs> like I, I'd ever seen in my life. Like he's literally the demon. Like how, how rock and roll is that, you know? So I just fell in love with it. And of course, like growing up, I don't listen to Kiss as much as I used to, but it's just always has a special place in my heart. And, you know, I've seen them like a dozen times and, it never, it never really gets old for me. <laughs> See, like that, that's fair. And like I, the kind of thing that I kind of want to kind of joke about here too, is like with someone that's interested in rock and roll, you can find uh, like a kiss, a queen. I won't go too far. I'm not going to say Nickelback as much, but some <laughs> people do like Nickelback. I know they get a lot of hate, but it's like, you can, you can go around and say, even though it's kind of like a boy band vibe, but they're playing rock and roll. It's like, you can say that like when you're 20, 30, 40, like, yeah, I grew up listening to kiss, but me, someone who likes pop music, I go around when I'm 30 going, yeah, I love the Backstreet Boys. So like, look at this guy over here loving the Backstreet Boys. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I know you listen to it too. Don't you lie to me, Nick. Uh, <laughs> but it's to, to me, it's like, it's kind of like a different vibe. But yeah, like I grew up listening to say pop music. I, I had the Backstreet Boys and Sync, Britney Spears. But yeah, like when a rock song came on, like I, I joke with this on podcasts like this one, it's Third Eye Blinds. Never let you go. When that was when I was a kid, or Our Lady Peace would come out on Much Music Countdown, I left the room. Now I want <laughs> to take that like ten year old and be like, sit here, watch this. You will appreciate it in time. And now it's like my ringtone for to get up in the morning is Never Let You Go. And people are like, dude, that that guy's such a '90s baby. And I bet you he like loves that song. I'm like, actually, I didn't, but it grew on me over time. <laughs> well, dude, you're allowed to love with you like you know and I, I think like when I was younger when you're in like your teens you're a little bit more apprehensive to admit like the music yeah. that you love to your friends because <laughs> everybody kind of shits on each other they're like dude you're such a loser man yeah. fuck Justin Bieber like whatever <laughs> but I feel like through musical maturity and just getting older what I have come to realize at least with my own friends is like 
who cares, man? You like what you like. And like, I, I feel like when, when I, as I grew up, I, I appreciated what every artist can bring to the table and how hard everybody works to be who they are because you don't just end up being as big as like the Backstreet Boys. If you're not good, I'm sorry. Like you actually have to be good. You have to be talented. You have to work hard. And I love pop music too, which is like, that's a thing I've always embraced. Like I love Kelly Clarkson. I love George Michael. I grew up with a lot of George Michael. He's my mom's uh, favorite, favorite artist. So I grew up with a lot of that. And uh, my dad loves disco. So like I grew up listening to a lot of Earthland Fire and the Bee Gees and Casey and the Sunshine Band and all those, those kind of people. Um, one of my favorite artists is Prince. Um, who's, you know, he's rock and roll. He's pretty rock and roll, but yeah, he's yeah, also yeah, funky. Yeah. He's got the R&B stuff and the soul stuff. Like he's kind of everything. You know, I appreciate it all. And, and I, I hopefully, you know, I, I like to think that it kind of shows its head through, through some of the, the music that we, we put forth because I'm definitely trying to pull from the pop side of things, at least to have that commercial sort of aspect because you got to have a little bit of pop sensibility if you want people to remember your songs, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like now too, it's like everything's kind of intertwined, which some people don't like, some people like, like you get country stars that team up with pop stars where it's like, geez, I've never seen Garth Brooks teamed up with like, you know, uh, a Metallica or whatever. Right. But like all, all of a sudden it's okay for Florida Georgia Line to team up with like, you know, a Katy Perry or uh, whatever. And it's like, okay, as long as the song sounds good, I don't care. Like team up who yeah. you want to team up with. It's worse if you team up with someone that's not even in that field. And it's like, okay, why did Weird Al just team up with like Marilyn Manson and this song sucks? And right. what happened here? It's like, okay, whatever. That that didn't go as planned. Well, as long as the song's good, right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure you know the uh, that song Ed Sheeran, Bruno Mars, and Chris Stapleton did that blow song. Yeah. It's a banging tune. And like, you know, a lot of rock fans would be like, oh my, like Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran, like fuck those guys. But (laughs) the song was killer. Also, I love Bruno Mars. I I saw him live like last September, like before the pandemic. One of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Like his band was on fire. I I love Bruno Mars. Like I love him. It's one of my favorites. Well, it's good to have like a good variety because it kind of influences your music. And I noticed that because like, you know, when I'm listening to say Shot Down, for example, like I listen to that and like I get caught up in the hook and I'm like, geez, this makes me want to go out and check someone in the face uh, (laughs) at at a hockey game. And then I'll listen to like Crush and I'm like, all right, I'm a little bit mellowed down, but it's like it has a different vibe. But I I do like that because bands that kind of stick around, you know, some bands will like the songs over and over because that's what you came to see. Right. And you like that sound. But like for me, I'm a big fan of the 1975, but none of their songs. Yeah, they have a little bit of similarities, but there's different vibes in it. And some songs you can openly admit like, hey, not a big fan of this one. They'll come out with like, three other tracks. You're like, now nah, we're talking four tracks. Yeah. Fifth track. <laughs> OK, but I like that. Like that's different rather than you get a friend that's like, hey, that band that you like. Yeah, that's the same chord every time. I'm like. And then it's like the crushing moment of like how I met your mother when they tell everyone's secrets and it's like right, right. glass breaks. That's where it's like, you're sitting there like, Oh, my glass just broke. Why did you do that to me? <laughs> well, I definitely don't, I didn't want to be pigeonholed with the first record. I mean, there's, it's pretty eclectic. Like there's a lot of different uh, variations of rock, like within the spectrum of what is considered rock on that record. I didn't want to be like the shot down band that only releases songs like that because there's depth to us, you know, and we're much more capable of doing uh, a lot more and and that's like like you said it's like the downfall of a lot of bands you know a lot of bands get like get shit on because they're people down the line like third record in i'm like man all their songs sound the same you know like they just release the same shit like every single time and 
there is something to be said about that because a lot of people would be like, oh, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it because obviously the formula is working, you know. I get what you did there. I get you know? tying it, yeah. it into your band name. Smart. You that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and, and for me too, as being like, you know, I guess the principal songwriter or whatever for the band, I don't feel the same every single time, you know, and I don't feel the same as I did yesterday or last month, last year. Like, I'm not going to keep coming up with the same stuff. I, I like growth. I like, I like showing that we are capable of more and I want people to come on this journey with us. I'm not going to say like we have something for everybody because yeah, yeah. you can't make everybody happy, you know, and I'm definitely not trying to appeal to everybody, but at the same time, I, I want to have some variety. So when you're like fifth song into the record, you're not tired. It's still keeping it fresh. And, uh, and I love bands that could do that. I mean, the greatest band of all time, the Beatles. Could you think of a, of a, of a band that has had a crazier like arc in their career, like transitioning through genres and just, and just trying new things like all the time. And all, all members went on to be successful in their own right too. It's not like one, like one peaked and then you don't remember the other like three it's just weird to me because it's funny you mentioned that because i have like this family feud game for like the ps it's for ps4 and it's like one of the questions was like name some famous beatles songs so the first one that came to mind was here comes the sun and like let it be they weren't on their top six so i ended up getting three x's the the dan lee family stole my points i was so mad and then they named some song i was like never heard of that so i googled it and it's like number 10 or 15 on like the top 100 beatles songs i was like Family Feud, you just ruined this for me. You ruined my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a good problem to have, right? When you have so many great songs that are so huge and are just like smash hits, it's like it's a it's a funny problem to have that even on Family Feud, <laughs> the game, whatever, they can't divvy it down divvy it down enough because yeah. there's just too many to pick from. It's good know? thing I wasn't live streaming that night. There would have just been like you would have just seen a slow mo gif of me like throwing the control, <laughs> throwing the control, like ah, and then people would be like. That's a host, right? Why is that host flipping out at Family Feud? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how the name came to be and uh, forming this band, because I heard doing a bit of research, like you dropped out of high school to go yeah. along this path. Like me in high school, yeah, there's plenty of times that I wanted to drop out because people were bullying me. I didn't have a, a, a dream of like, you're all bullying me, but I'm going to be a famous host one day. Or I'm going to be a comedian. It was just like, I just want you to stop picking on me, please. But you were just like, no, this isn't for me. And it turns out that you're doing well. I, I assume like, look, it looks like you're well-groomed. You've got your instruments. You're doing an interview with me, which is the downfall here. But oh, <laughs> it was cool. Like, like in high school, I didn't have a particularly bad experience. I didn't really have a particularly good experience. To be honest with you, like I was a stoner and I was just like fried all the time, you know, and that kind of aided to my love for music. Cause like, instead of going to class or like, hanging out and going to like crazy parties. Me and my friends would just go to one of our friends' houses, like get stoned in like some sketchy park and listen to like Pink Floyd and Tame Impala and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, you know, and that was like my high school experience. And that, that I feel I'm grateful for because it, it definitely opened my eyes to a lot more music and uh, the experiences I'll, I, like, I'll never forget. I never cared about school. Like I never cared about my education I never had any dreams to be anything else other than what I'm doing right now eventually when the conversation came you know to, to tell my parents like I didn't want to do this anymore it was kind of easy because they already seen that I, I had no future in education and I obviously wasn't applying myself that it just seemed like the right thing to do because you know with or without them I was gonna do this 
you know, whether or not it was going to be successful. I mean, whatever, you know, define success. I don't even know what that means, but it was definitely, you know, a long conversation and, and they were cool enough to let me do this. And obviously like, you know, through, through the motions, I moved to New York and I had a mentor that took me under his wing and, and was kind enough to like take me on with him and teach me about songwriting and help me put band together and all this kind of stuff. And, and you know, I'm leaving high school at that like tender, ripe young age. Uh, I was very impressionable and I absorbed a lot of the, uh, the information that was being thrown at me. And I was, I was living a lot of life, especially being on my own with really, without having the limitations of having my parents like breathe down my neck. Not that they ever did anyways, you know, my parents are super, super cool. And I'm grateful for that. You know, I mean, down the line, of course, like when, you know, you're asking about the band name, when I eventually had to come up with a band name after everything cultivated, like, you know, years down the line, obviously, we're just jumping timelines here. I came up with the name like that because at the time I was paying attention to a lot of the alternative uh, bands that were coming out. And it seemed really trendy to either like misspell something or, you know, use the letter that actually is pronounced like another letter, like, you know, a V is like pronounced like an A or something like that. I'm yeah. sure you've seen bands like that. Um, yeah, like Angels and Airwaves to me comes to mind where they have the ABA and it's like, I, I don't, why, what's going on here? <laughs> but exactly. It's like, it's like Paris, like, you know, it's spelled like Paveris or whatever, but it's, it's like, I just thought it was cool because I, I wanted to be more on the alternative side of the rock spectrum. I didn't want to get pushed into like the more macho like like dude rock kind of yeah. side of things um not that that's bad it's just not what i gravitated towards so i i thought that making the name you know like a, a different spelling or whatever would make us more like quirky or whatever or hip I, I wrote out like a bunch of songs and albums that i liked on a piece of paper and to come up with the name i was just like drawing the first half of this song to the back half of this song and trying to put names together and the first half of it came from the broken ep by nine inch nails and Trent Reznor misspelled broken for that. Like he didn't spell it the way we spelled it. I'm pretty sure he just dropped like the E or something. I'm not really sure. But that was like an influence and sort of like an homage to one of my favorite artists. And I also like the way like the OCD in me likes the way that there's like four letters on top of four letters. You know, it just looks clean. Oh, yeah. But I, I like how like just to kind of kind of give you my perspective of like when I'm listening to your songs it's like it kind of gives me a little bit of like I think it's like Lonely the Band or Lovely the Band and yeah. a little bit of Strange Creatures which I think is like Mark Hoppus and I, I can't remember the guy's name but it's like from All Time Low and it's like that kind of vibe and I think that's good because if someone listens to these songs then yours slips in there it's like well geez where did this band come from I, I like this as well. Oh well, that's good I mean I want to be able to fit into I guess that world my biggest fear is becoming something that I know we're not especially in Canada it's, it's cooler because we definitely embrace a wide variety of rock should I say whereas like in the U.S. it's more secular the way they look at it you know like here you could hear the glorious sons and like the Foo Fighters and then like uh, Five Figure Death Punch on the same radio station where like in the states it's like those are all going to be on different formats just because of like the limitations, I guess, that they said or what they like over there. So it's nice to hear that that you think we can we could actually fit in with a more alternative side of things, because that's ideally what I would want. And uh, and that's what we we like strive to actually do. You know, I look at us as an alternative rock band, obviously still guitar based and whatever. Like we don't have any electronics or whatever, like synths and kind of all that kind of stuff. But I'm glad it comes across as that because we're trying to like sort of do the 90s alternative rock thing, whereas like that was considered alternative at the time. Yeah. 
Uh, but now it's become like grunge or whatever the hell they want to label it. We're trying to be like an old school alternative band, if that makes sense. The last question I have for you is just more like, what do you, what's your hope going for this year in 2021? Like what's some goals that you have? I mean, really it's just to stay relevant, you know, <laughs> uh, like, like, cause that's the thing. It's like, we, we can't play shows. So I don't really have any hopes to play any shows of 2021. I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe it will, but I just don't have high hopes for it. I'm thinking that the only thing we can do is release music and keep people interested in us, you know, just so we, we don't disappear or fall off the face of the earth because that's really all we can do at the moment. And uh, the only way we could, we could still, you know, stay alive. So I'm just hoping to release more music, which we're going to. Um, and I'm hoping that people don't forget about us <laughs> by the time this is all over and we all, you know, make it out healthy and, and, uh, and, uh, and safe. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Justin Benlolo for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob Sang. Thank you for listening, and have a good night. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.